Father, we thank you for this day that you've given to us, this place, uh, these people uh, that we are called to walk alongside in our pilgrim journey and encourage one another, build one another up. Uh, Use this time to that end, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. So I'm returning to our focus on discipleship and looking at it through the lens of Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, and his most famous work uh, that, that he's written, which is The Cost of Discipleship. And I've tried to emphasize that Dietrich Bonhoeffer is not somebody that I line up with theologically on a lot of things, and frankly, I don't agree. It troubles me where his theology led him. Uh, that he believed it was his Christian duty as a minister of the gospel to assassinate Adolf Hitler. Uh, that troubles me. I, I just, it seems like there's a line in between my duty as a pastor and an assassination attempt on Adolf Hitler. <laughs> uh, and, the, and so I'm not in agreement with where he ends up. So I want to do all those caveats because I know that this is possibly the first time that you've encountered this book in a positive light, and I don't want you to think that I'm going weird, okay? So that's all in the front of us. Let's focus on the scriptures, and this is his second chapter uh, of the book, which is called The Call to discipleship. So can someone read for me Mark chapter 2, verses 13 and 14? And then I will ask someone else to read Luke chapter 9, verses 57 to 62. Uh, Caleb's going to grab one. Thirteen and fourteen. Mark chapter two, verses thirteen and fourteen. He went out again beside the sea, and all the crowd was coming to him, and he was teaching them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax booth, and he said to him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. Now, looking at this passage, Bonover makes a point of saying, that part of the call, the essence of the call to come, is a call to discipleship. You must follow him. This is part and parcel of the response to the call. God calls you, and the only thing you can do is respond in discipleship. So it's not Mark's assessment of knowledge. It's not, you know, wait and and accept me as your Savior and one day I'll be your Lord. Uh, It's part of the call. If you are not a disciple, if you are not following after Christ, then you are not called. You're not living as you're called. 
So that's, that's kind of Bonhoeffer's point here. And where I think it's relevant is if some of you are a certain age and have been around uh, for any length of time, you may remember the lordship controversy that swept the evangelical church really up through the 1970s. And the lordship controversy was, is there a distinction between having Jesus as your savior and Jesus as your Lord? And so they were trying to, trying to create this gap between the two. And, and part of this is relevant in terms of the book that we're going to be opening up, uh, this morning, uh, for the next sermon series. But, the, the, the pursuit of holiness is of the essence of what Jesus is calling you to. But it is a call to discipleship. Now, that's what he says to Levi. He just says, follow. Get up and follow. And that's what Levi does. It's of the essence of our walk with Christ. Now, can someone else read for me Luke chapter 9, verses 57 to 62? We've got three different disciples, would-be disciples, in this passage. So we've got three separate would-be disciples in this passage. We've got one who makes a decision without being called. And to that one, Jesus responds, you have no idea of the cost of the decision that you're making. And we have no understanding of what happened to the guy. Everything we get about it appears negative. The second says that I want to delay in order to do the right thing. the right thing to do. And Bonhoeffer says, you can't even put the right thing before Jesus. You can't even put what your right thing is to do before following after Jesus. And then the third says, let me first. Uh, I'm running out of space. Dot, dot, dot. The, the third says, let me first. He attempts, he attempts to dictate 
the terms of his discipleship. So we've got these three would-be disciples. One who decides he's going to follow, but who has not counted the cost. Another who wants to delay. And Jesus famously says, you can't have mother, father, sister, brother, nothing can come before me. And the third wants to dictate the terms. And Jesus just says, I'm done. (laughs) You can't put your hand to the plow and turn back. So Bonhoeffer's quote that, that comes out of this is, discipleship is not an offer that man makes to Christ. We don't offer him our discipleship. It's the call that produces the discipleship. And I think that's an important distinction. It, for, for us, the question is, how do we avoid legalism? How do we avoid being judgmental? How do we avoid looking down, standing as the elder brother, looking down at a fellow believer? How do we avoid that sinful tendency that's in each one of our hearts? <laughs> No matter who we are or where we are. (laughs) How do we avoid being that? And his point is that it's part of the calling that Christ places on us is this discipleship. It costs us everything. But it, in return, gives us blessing. It gives us walking in harmony with God and, and with what we are called to be, who we are called to be. The call to discipleship is a call to obedience. The understanding may or may not follow, but to obey is the only proper response. And he points out that the call has to come first. The cost is way too high to attempt it on our own. Once called, though, our only path is complete obedience. And the one thing I would add to this second chapter is if you think of Hebrews chapter 11, that great roll hall of faith, right? Uh, By faith, these people did this. By faith, these people did that. By faith, by faith, by faith. You know, all the stuff. Hebrews chapter 11. Those are moments that reveal their workout in the gym. The gym of the daily means of grace. The the gym of this call to discipleship (laughs) changes what I read, it changes what I watch, it changes it changes me. It changes what comes out of my mouth. It hopefully changes my heart to be in greater conformity with what purely, hopefully, comes out of my mouth. But it changes. And that change is of the very nature of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And I think that's something that is a positive and encouraging message. I think it's aspirational. I think it's I think it's something that that I find great uh, 
great courage and joy and perseverance in <laughs> is, is that whatever the storm, whatever the situation, whatever, whatever is going on about me, it's from my Father's hand. It comes mediated through Christ Jesus and His Holy Spirit. It's nourished in word and prayer, in fellowship with the saints, fellowship with non-believers as well, <laughs> but, but primarily in the fellowship with the saints. It's nourished and it's strengthened, but it's the call to discipleship. And it's right there at the heart of what the gospel is. Now, I want to, again, put a boundary for you, please. A lot of this has been very contemporary. Bonhoeffer has enjoyed a resurgence, and it has led many Reformed people directly into woke church. This is, this is an attempt to take this complete transformation of the gospel and live it out in a way that impacts the world, and I think has a tendency to take our eyes off of our main target, <laughs> which is my heart needs to be transformed. Uh, it, it can feed. The danger of that is it can feed into a narrative of you need to change and, and finding the, the dangers in other people. <laughs> and, and so, you know, I think, again, that's a direction that I do not want to go in. Uh, there are male and female, both image bearers of God, and he calls us, he has undone Babel. <laughs> Babel was his curse upon man, and when he drew the people in in Acts 2, from every tongue and tribe and nation, and everyone heard, as the Holy Spirit was poured out, he undid the division. And that's the whole point of Ephesians. Paul says he broke down every barrier and he created in himself one new man. So there is no Jew, no Gentile, no slave, no free, no male, no female. But we are one in Christ Jesus. And that is fostered in the personal means of grace. Fostered in the daily grind of discipleship. How I speak to my wife. What I look at on the computer how I treat people in my home, <laughs> how I interact with my dogs. Uh, someone, I'm sorry, I said I was closing, but someone asked me a while back, they found it incredulous that I tolerate three dogs. And I said, you know, one of the reasons I like dogs is that they remind me of what Eden could have been but also what it's not. <laughs> and they do so in a more pure way than the complexities of our kids do because our kids mostly remind me of what I'm not. <laughs> Just by their character, by who they are and all that. Anyway, that aside. I said the other thing is it's really good for me to walk through my backyard once a day with a bucket and a scoop. <laughs> Clean up after a Siberian Husky, a Rottweiler, <laughs> and a little dinky dog, whatever that is, whatever Rio is, Cocker Spaniel. Uh, <laughs> but it's humbling. 
It keeps me in touch. <laughs> it reminds me, really, this is who I am. I'm a guy walking in his yard, picking up after his dogs. And I think it's a good means of grace. And it just helps me reflect and helps me in my prayer. And I do spend that time more profitably uh, just walking through my backyard, uh, picking up dog remains. And, uh, but that's, that's what Bonhoeffer is driving at. That's what he's getting us to, is this is that call. The, the response to Jesus Christ is a response to a commitment to him and, and being all in to him. It's at the very heart of, of what the gospel is. So, thoughts, questions, comments? I realize that veered off into a sermon. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let me let me close the prayer and uh, go into our time of fellowship. Father, we do thank you for people with clay feet, uh, but people that we, through whose insights, uh, we can see our Savior more clearly. Uh, help us to be committed. Uh, all in as followers of Jesus Christ. In Christ's name, amen.